Greetings, Seamheads, and welcome in to another September installment of the 20th and Blake podcast right here on the Mile High Sports Podcasting Network. Hope everybody is doing A-OK out there. I am your host, Anilo Piro. You guys can follow me on social media at Media by AP on Instagram and Twitter. This is the Mile High Sports Rockies podcast. And across the table from me once again, the man himself, Andrew Detmer, my producer for the Denver Sports Betting Show and resident baseball aficionado. Andrew, how is it going? No uh, no complaints. Uh, traffic was a little... Yeah. Uh, Feisty this morning. Traumatizing might be an okay but, word. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was but, you know, We don't have to get into that. But, uh, last wow. night was good. The Cardinals win their 17th straight. 17. They've won yeah, one that is, seven. That is absolutely fucking absurd. S-E-V-E-N-T-E-E-N straight games. Uh, clinched the second wild card spot. You know, the Rockies won, made some money. You know, it's it's a... Great week. That is generally absurd, 17 in a row. <laughs> it's um, incredible. Are you at all worried, though, that, like, it's going to come to an end at the wrong time? Like, are you worried that, like, the regular season is going to end? Like, like what? Again, I'm not trying to jinx you guys, but it's like, what if you lose the wild card game? Like, what Like what if you don't lose through the rest of the regular season and then you, the one game you lose to end the streak is a wild card game? Just three weeks ago, the Cardinals had a 2.8% chance of making the playoffs. At this point, we're playing with house yeah. money. And, okay. and anything is better than what we had. You're going to ride the wave. So, I mean, I'm not expecting to win the World Series. Okay. I'm not. Right. Okay. I don't so, think we're going to win the World Series. Just making the playoffs, especially having gone through the you know the, tw- the right. 20 game, whatever it was, just back in June and July where you lost, like I think, that like a 200 record. To the or Pirates. 200% record. Like, it was bad. Okay. And so the fact that we are, or the Cardinals are now in the playoffs after everything, like, I'm just happy to be there, especially since, you know, they did make me four hundred and twenty-five dollars. Yeah, that night. cashed in. Congratulations, yeah. and that's why you should listen to the Denver Sports Betting Radio Show. We're on from three to four every single weekday uh, on Mile High Sports Radio. I am the host. Andrew is the producer. But uh, anytime we have some baseball questions, some baseball knowledge, we always default to Andrew. He knows his stuff. We did cash a nice little uh, two-leg parlay last night with the Astros and the Rockies. Uh, I hit. I think we both played that one, right? Yep. So good stuff on that. We cashed. Goddamn Red Sox! The hell, I mean, what the hell is that? They busted three of my parlays. Ugh. I placed five parlays last night. They busted them losing, busted three of them. Granted, uh, Chris Sale only had six uh, strikeouts, and the over-under was six and a half. Right. And I bet the over. So, <clears> I mean, that itself busted, but... Yeah, man. The Red Sox losing busted three parlays. I went from potentially making 130 bucks last night to mm. making 30 before the Cardinals, you know, clinched... Right. Spot. Well, that's the beauty of futures, and if you're looking for a place to place some bets, you might as well do it at DraftKings Sportsbook because it has been a great start to the NFL season, and it's only getting better at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL, DraftKings is kicking off another week of action by giving all new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $1 on any football game this week and receive $150 in free bets instantly, no matter what. In this football season, all customers can swing big with DraftKings same-game parlays. Same-game parlays allow you to combine multiple bets for a bigger payout. This week, place a same-game parlay on any NFL game, and you will be credited up to $25 if your bet loses. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and the best part is you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you would like. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS. 
S to receive $150 in free bets instantly when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code MHS to get $150 in free bets instantly this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions. They do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Your number to call is 1-800-522-4700. All right, Andrew. You were at the Rockies game last night. I think they play a day game today, right? Yes. So you witnessed what is probably going to be the last Trevor Story night game. And if he does not hit a home run today, you quite possibly witnessed the last Trevor Story home run in the purple pinstripes. At least, yeah, at least in uh, from a home game. From a home, yeah, right, in the purple pinstripes at home with Trevor Story wearing a CR on his cap. Yes. You may have witnessed the last dinger from number 27. What was the scene like? Because on Twitter, it felt like it was a funeral. Like, quite literally, it was every reporter, every fan, like, it's just kind of like, you know what's coming. It just felt like, you know, this was taking the dog out to pasture a little bit, you know, old yeller style. Like, you know, you're not shooting in the back of the head. You know, this dog's just going to run away on its own. You're going to let it off the leash and it's going to, you know, run away. Um, it was a somber, somber vibe on social media last night. The stadium was electric. Well, that's good. But I think the fans have come to the realization, as you said, this is probably going to be the final homestand for Trevor Story, probably going to be his last home run at Coors Field. Whichever story, as a Rocky, you know, um, I'm glad Trevor gets the opportunity to get the farewell. You know, um, you know, I'm a Cardinal fan. That aside, the thing that bugs me the most about the Nolan Arenado trade, from a from a Colorado native perspective, is the fact that N- Nolan never got that final farewell. You had the 2020 season where no fans were in the stadiums. He got hurt that year. And then he was traded that offseason. He never got that right. farewell. Right. That Trevor, I mean, Trevor, the place was electric last night after he went deep. It felt like a, a final farewell. Nolan so never sad. got that. The, the guy who the most impactful player over the, uh, the course of probably the Rockies' history. He is their best player in franchise history. From a talent standpoint, Tra- Nolan Arnado is the greatest ever. 100%. I don't think anybody's going to argue that. He never, but so the fans should have had that opportunity with Nolan. Nolan should have had that opportunity with the fans as a Rocky to, to get that. Like, thank you for all you've done for this organization, for the city, for the fan base. Trevor got that, and I am I am delighted he got that opportunity last night and potentially today. Yeah, it's disgusting, everything that's going on at Coors Field right now. Um, and I've said it time and time again, everything about the Rockies is absolutely fantastic except the ballpark, or except the team that's on the field. The ballpark's fantastic. But it's like, you know, like, like it just feels like you're getting hung out to dry right now as a fan. If you're like, why, like this should not have to happen. You know, it's like, you, and I love Charlie Blackman, but it's like, what they're going to just milk him to the absolute end of the world to make you feel like, you know, it's still the good old days of 2017, 2018. I just, it's disgusting. You know, it, it feels like almost, you know, in, in European soccer, you know, like there's these great players who play for these smaller clubs and they eventually, you know, they get up to the Premier League or they get up to Serie A. You know, it almost just feels like, you know, Trevor Story was playing for a B-League, Major League franchise, and now he's going to spread his wings, fly, go do his thing like Nolan Arenado's doing with the Cardos and go play for a top-tier franchise and have an opportunity to compete. Yeah. It's disgusting. It, it, it's, I just, and I guess money rules all, because that's the thing. It's like Dick Montfort makes more money than anybody can count. 
And, you know, that's why he's able to probably sit back, relax, and, you know, enjoy the ride regardless of the hit, the hate that he's going to get. And I'm sure Dick Monfort isn't happy about getting rid of Arenado. I'm sure Dick Monfort isn't happy about getting rid of Trevor Story or letting him walk potentially. But at the end of the day, it's obviously not bothering him enough because he's going to let it happen. Like, I mean, if you truly cared about winning, if you truly cared about making your fans happy, this should not be happening. I think there's a fair comparison to draw Dick Monfort to the Cle- uh, owner of the now Cleveland Guardians. How two, so? Two or three years ago, you know... The, uh, I think the Dolans. Right. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. The Dolans came out and said, uh, enjoy Francisco Lindor while he is here. That's disgusting. It's like you knew the writing was on the wall with with uh, Lindor, and now you just know that the writing is on the wall here with Trevor Story. So, I mean, <sighs> Monfort didn't come out and say, enjoy Trevor Story while you have him. And from all indications, they're going to try, and re- try to re-sign him. But... Uh, if you look at it from a realistic standpoint, uh, Trevor's gone. Yeah, it's a little smile, smile, be a villain, right? The Rockies are going to publicly smile. They're going to publicly acknowledge that they're trying to do whatever they can to remain competitive. They're going to acknowledge how they don't want to get rid of these guys. But behind the scenes, you know, once the cameras go off, I, you know, I just envision Dick Monfort and company, you know, sitting around twiddling their thumbs and figuring out how can we get more butts in the seat? How, how can we continue this facade to keep fans buying tickets, buying hot dogs, yeah. buying beer? It's embarrassing. It, yeah, it really and, is. And quite frankly, I'm not trying to blame it on the fan base. I'm really not. But at the end of the day, the only reason they're allowed to do this is because the fans enable it. And it's the same thing with the Cronky thing. You know, it really is. I mean, to me, it all you can't blame the fan because we're the little guy here. But if they cared enough, they would make it known to these people, to these executives, to these franchises that it's unacceptable. They would. Yeah, no, the owners know that if they make the experience an illegitimate experience, it's going to trump what the product in the field Precisely. looks like. Well, that's the thing is the Rockies, I hate to admit it because, like, I mean, you know this. Like, I got some New York sports roots in me. I'm like, that's where sports are life or death. But unfortunately, and this is just Colorado. This is the lifestyle. The Rockies are nothing more than something to do. Coors Field is nothing more than a sports bar with a $5 cover on the weekends. I mean, that's what people think of the Rockies as. It's not a cathedral. You know, I'm currently watching the New York Mets uh, the 30 for 30 one night in Queens. And, I mean, you see how their fans flocked to Shea Stadium back in the day. as a, It is a place of worship, essentially. Like, it is life or death for these fans, whether the Mets win, play well, lose, whatever it might be. There is not that. And that's the thing is the Rockies have some really good fans. It's just not a live or die. The only, the only team that has this type of treatment in this town is the Broncos. If the, if the Rockies are held to the same standard that the Broncos are, I guarantee things would be different. Same thing with the Nuggets, same thing with the Avalanche. And, you know, respectfully, the Nuggets and the Avalanche are good right now, but you look at a Rockies franchise that has had the opportunity to be good for God knows how many years. God knows how many solid players that they just end up giving away, and they continue to piss it away. It's embarrassing. Yeah, you're not it, wrong. You're, not, you're definitely not wrong there. And it's just like, I don't know who to blame, but it's just like clearly it keeps happening because there's not enough pressure on the people that make these decisions. That, I mean, that, that is where I end up. That is where I rest my case of if there was enough pressure, if there was enough drive from the community, from the fan base to turn this team into a consistent winner, I think you'd see some results. But there, you continue to pack out the ballpark. You continue to do whatever you want to do, and you know people keep showing up. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't even. If, I mean, without the COVID restrictions, this is a normal year for the Rockies. From a fan perspective, I mean, nothing, nothing about it felt different. Yeah, you're not wrong. Felt like a regular Rocky season. You know, and if if the uh, organization truly wanted to change the unfield product, they wouldn't basically have already hired Bill Schmidt as the current GM. Yeah, hey. I mean, he's still the interim, but. I mean, that all, all signs be, point to him being the 
to, to them removing the interim tag. No, like if they quite literally like if that's where they end up, I don't know if you're a Rockies fan how you can continue along that path. Like, yeah, like quite no, like quite literally. I mean, you've said it uh, several times. Uh, Nate Lundy, owner Nate Lundy here at Milo Sports, has said it a number of times. The Monforts are terrified, terrified of going outside their comfort zone. They will hide. I mean, uh, Reidich was their guy. He was their guy In for like 2003. Like, like he's he was their GM for like what, ten years? It's close to that. A long longer than it should have been. And then they they go and hire. Same us, uh, st- unless they actually do go out of their comfort zone, is going to be Bill Schmidt, and he uh, that's in their comfort zone. He's going to tow the company line, and nothing is going to change. And that is quite literally ridiculous. And that might that itself might make Trevor Story just be like, I don't want to resign here. You know, I'm I'm sick of this not losers mentality because they still have that scrappiness, and they they made the playoffs two times in the last five years. Like they they are a they're a team, they're, the players are hungry to win. Right. Just the players aren't good enough to get them over that hump. And that is a Bill Schmidt. That is a Jeff Breidich problem. That is not going to get fixed because they're carbon copies of each other. They literally have it. They have everything from the neck down. They, <laughs> they, they, they quite, like, quite literally, they have every possible positive trait that you would want from a franchise from the neck down, except for how to run a freaking baseball team. And it sucks, because this might be the most talented Rockies rotation. Like, oh my gosh, from, I know. From one end to the other that we've, we've seen in the, organiz- in the history of the organization. And the fact that, oh, oh now, now you decide to actually develop pitching to the point where you can actually win ball games, but you don't go out and actually get the right players, the position players, to actually support that pitching staff. Oh, which has always been the MO of your organization. It is a facade in Colorado. It, it, it's sad because I'm a baseball guy. Like, and I want the, like, I will say this, man, when the Rockies were making the playoffs in 17 and 18, that place was rocking. Yeah. There was a presence, a legitimate presence. And it's like, if I'm Dick Ma, and like, that's the thing that I don't get, you know, is it's like, I even see some of my, but this is a life thing. He's like, why do you do something if you're not obsessed with it? You know, if you're not, like, like I mean, not, maybe not obsession, but, like, if you don't want to be the absolute best, you know? Like, sports media is the perfect example for me. It's not that I could go work a normal job, right? You know, I can go do this. I can go do that. No, no, no. I would rather take the hits, go the hard way, and do something that I love that I'm extra passionate about to, you know, climb that mountain. Like, does Dick, like, it's just, there's, where's the passion? Like, how do you own a team and just sit there and say, I like, how are you content with not doing your best every single year? Like, that's what I don't understand is if I'm in that position, if I'm fortunate to be one of, what, 30, 32 owners, whatever it is, can I, I, you best believe if I'm in that position, I am doing everything. And you're going to have bad years, but I'm doing everything in my power to be a star-riddled team and have consistency across the board year after year. I want to win. You get one life. Why would you want to spend this life losing? I, it's, not like, why? That, it's not that Dick Monfort isn't passionate. He's passionate about the wrong things. And what he's passionate about is making the green. And but, like, but why? He can make the green, but why not just have a conversation with yourself and say, let me focus on 75% of this, and I will bring somebody in that can make me more green if my team is good. Like, why Like why is it It's a control issue? And maybe, you know, because they had Kelly McGregor for years and years and years, and he passed away not too long ago. And, you know, maybe they, they essentially, you know, failed to to have someone assume that role, you know, someone with some legitimate baseball knowledge and forte, but it, it just, it's, it's just like a lack of education. He's comfortable. 
That's why. Exact comfort. And like that's why I keep thinking about pressure. And the reason why this is going to keep happening is because, yes, there is a degree of comfort, yeah. a degree of stability. He he is more than okay making as much money as he does. I don't think he worries about making more because he's already obscenely rich beyond fathomable reason. Plus, he doesn't have to go out of the uh, the organization to hire somebody that'll shake up the organization that he's comfortable with. The Rockies, in my and opinion, stupid. Dick Monfort views the Rockies as a family-friendly attraction. They are a regional team that attracts fans from the Dakotas, from Wyoming, from Utah, from New Mexico, and it's a family-friendly attraction that people can come out to, see a game once a year, you know, get in the car, bring granddad, bring grandma, and you can come have a few hot dogs, have a Coke, have a beer, whatever it might be, and you go home saying, wow, I can't wait to go back to the Rockies game because they've got a fantastic atmosphere, they've got Dinger the mascot, you know, the team, there's baseball to watch. It is nothing more than an attraction. It is not a legitimate, this team is not legitimately as an organization trying to win a World Series, and they never have. I've said it. The Rockies are trying. The Rockies play to be lucky. The Rockies do not play to be good. They play to get lucky every two, th- two, three years. Hope they can capture lightning in a bottle, and they're fine with that. Yeah. So, it, so what you're saying is, it is an in an uninteractive theme park, quite literally, quite literally. Yes. It's like it's like enough that you can go once a year that you get that thrill. You know, but it's just, it's, it's a, ca- it is a fantastic team to be a casual baseball fan and root for. Like, if you were a casual sports fan, the Rockies are the best. Yeah. Which is stupid because, you know, you couldn't be making a lot more money if your team is good. Last night, I literally, I, know, man. I, I had like in a row of um, seats last night, 10 rows in, $35 a ticket. Wow. And they're okay the, with it, that. And if, if those are even, if they're playing a decent team, if they are a decent team, those tickets should have been like seventy five plus, and yeah. I got I got two tickets for seventy five dollars total. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's weird how that stuff works sometimes. I I guess the thing is like I try to be optimistic, but it's just one of those situations where if it doesn't change at the top, there's no way to be optimistic. It bugs me. I was at that playoff game against the Brewers yeah. in two thousand eighteen. I've never seen, I've I've never been to a playoff game outside of that one. I've never been to one in St. Louis anywhere. I've never been in, around such an electric environment. Yeah, and it was freezing that day. It was freezing. The team lost. The team was losing. Yeah, shut out. The, yeah, the team didn't score a single run. They played like crap. But the fans were just so electric. Like, I the know. environment. I've never been around an environment like that in my entire life. And I've been to football playoffs. I've been to everything. Yeah. And the fact that you you had that feeling, you had the fans feeling that you you made them hungry for that and then just to let the team fall flat on their face, like you should, like you said, you should take some pride, pride in your team, and the fact that your team, your team was there, your team's no longer there. You should be hungry to get back there. And Doc Dick Monfort refuses to acknowledge that. I think because he hit, he's I comfortable. Think, I know. I think he hit it right on the head. And maybe that's like rich person syndrome, of like you know like you don't. I mean, I mean that's just what it seems like, you know. It's like, you know what I mean? There's someone, like, I don't know, I'm not trying to go down that path, but it's like he's been living comfortably his whole life. And it's just like, you know, it's like, I, I, has Dick Moffat ever felt the bleeding passion that people like you and I feel like? The everyday man of like, this team is my life. Like, this team means a lot to me. This city means a lot to me. Like, I, I just, I, I don't get that vibe. Yeah, I, I just, I, don't I, I, I get the vibe that he likes baseball, but it's more of just like, let me go visit Cooperstown and, and enjoy the novelty of baseball instead of try to win. Yeah, I think he uh, wakes up, looks at his, uh, diamond-encrusted phone in his gold-plated bed, opens his Wells Fargo account, sees the billions of dollars in his bank account. Like, you know what? 
I feel good about myself. I feel passionate about yeah. having all this money. I'm making more money. And to him, the team is just an investment. It's just another yeah. of many, many investments that these owners have, and that is the real reason. Yeah. You know, any ask any uh, baseball, any legitimate baseball fan who actually had a legitimate gripe in 2020 about the, the players versus the owners and the whole thing that we're going to actually get into next year. Right. This all oh, coming yeah. up. So like, Lockout's oh. coming, folks. And if you're one of those people who sided with the billionaire owners trying to pay the players less millions because you're not making billions. Exactly. It's it's gross. Like, you, shame on you. And I, I get that a lot of people are, are, bugged, are bugged at the players for having gripes. Oh, well, you're still making millions while I'm here. The players are in a rare, what's the term? They're in a rare field where they are both the employee and the product. Right. And the fact that the the owners, if if they didn't pay the players, you don't you don't get the employees to make the product, which they also are the providers of. If you don't pay them, they don't play, you don't make any money. Yeah. Because nobody's coming because nobody's playing. And so the fact that they were trying to skimp the players the the the, the less than prorated salary what they're actually worth. Because you know you you are losing billions when you when you are That's worth so stupid when you are worth multi billions worth multi billions of dollars and you're trying to not pay the the players the contracts you actually did give them right is in the fact it's that a we're, cop out in the fact that we're gonna get back into that again I know in two months yeah it, is yeah. it less legit, than, honestly it just. Nope, I'm not looking forward yeah. to November and December. It's going to be a dark, uh, yeah. dark future for Major League Baseball. A dark future for the Colorado Rockies. Trevor Story potentially hitting his last home run in his last home night game as a member of the Colorado Rockies. Uh, I think a lot of people are expecting him to depart as he becomes an unrestricted free agent. Uh, the Rockies will get a consempatory pick, and uh, away we go. I want to save some thoughts for later in the week. Uh, the Rockies. I do want to say this real quick. Go ahead. Uh, to Trevor Story, if you have played your last home game today as a Colorado Rocky at Coors Field, I just want to thank you. Yeah. You know, you've brought a lot of great moments to the city, to the fan base, to the fans. And as of right now, he is he has 26.7 war. Wow. Uh, 763 hits, 158 home runs, a 272 career batting average. And... Um, just thank you. No, I, I agree, man. Trevor Story, uh, I have covered the Rockies as long as Trevor Story has been on the Major League Club. I was in Fort Lauderdale, Florida on spring break my senior year of high school when the news came out that he had made the Major League roster. Uh, Trevor Story, I remember sitting in my buddy's basement opening night against the Diamondbacks on the road when he hit all those home runs to kind of affirm himself on the big stage. And that my, was a rush. Yeah, it was. I was. I remember we were, I was in my buddy's basement. We were like, it was school night, whatever it was. So fantastic. I was at a B-doubles. A B-dubs. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, wow, and uh, my everlasting memory is, you know, covering Trevor Story and being able to talk with him personally. You know, big Dallas Cowboy fan as my as I am myself. And one of the good guys in Major League Baseball. And at the end of the day, it's it's stupid that this is even a conversation. His but. first actual Sunday home game as a Colorado Rocky, uh, he's taking BP. And I actually caught a uh, BP home run. Really? From Trevor Story. That's tight. It, yeah. So cool. we'll see. We'll, uh, we'll be able to, you know, talk a little bit more about Trevor Story later this week as well. He's still got a game to play today, today this afternoon. But definitely seeing that home run last night made you think, like, okay, like this could be, you know, definitely a relishing of the moment this one's type home. of scenario. Yeah. So... 
It's tough. But uh, all right, let's get out of here. We'll be back with a couple more podcasts this week. Andrew, thank you. You guys can uh, listen to this podcast on Spotify, Spreaker, iTunes, all that good stuff. And uh, away we go. We'll be back at it in a couple of days, talking some Rockies, talking some baseball playoff season right around the corner. We'll get it going. This has been the 20th of Play Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook.